Welcome to Embrace Your Brain's exciting new series called Embracing the Mature Mind. Join Dr. Dee Coulter as she explores the natural brilliance awaiting us all in the upper decades. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, COVID kids. What did they miss? Part three. We're going to explore the dramatic impacts of puberty on thinking and feeling. So what's happening with the brain as adolescence approaches? Well, 11 and 12 are core thinking mastery years. There's a brain spurt that goes on, and it's programmed to happen at that time and not earlier. It's going to allow for a grasp of logical patterns, of knowledge and fields like math and science and technology. And it really is true that practice makes perfect in mastering the forms and formulas in those subjects. It's very clear that practice is critical for motor development. You can ask any athlete or any performance skill person, any musician, any dancer. It builds on itself, and it has clear sequential spurts and plateaus. During the plateaus, foundations are being built, and that gets them ready so that when the spurts come, they can advance to the next level of prowess. They can tell you, the athletes and the performers, that consistency is essential for this development. If their work and practice drops off or is diminished for long periods, then they start saying, well, they got rusty or sour or they're off their game and that they're going to need serious effort to regain skills. Well, so now let's look at cognition because the same thing happens there. Sure, there are some subjects that we can treat as an array of discrete bits, you know, in the humanities and in art appreciation, you could blow off your knowledge of Civil War history and you could still excel in studying World War I or II if you worked on it. You could be weak in Renaissance art, but you could still really master modern art per- periods. But the two subjects that are in the news lately for backsliding, both at fourth and eighth grades, are math and reading. These are not piecemeal subjects. They develop like athletic and performance skills. They need steady practice, and they have clear sequences or building blocks in order to advance in them. We can call them scaffolded subjects. If we miss out on the rhythm of practice with either of them, we are going to backslide. So some reading is going to happen naturally, thanks to texting and social media, but math is rarely a pastime for kids or adults either. So only about 25% of adolescents and adults are really proficient in math and can use it to make complex decisions in life. Not only that, with math, it isn't enough to just sort of get one of those building blocks and try to move on. Really getting fractions and trying to blow off decimals isn't workable. Once a building block fails to really take its seat, math development can only top out at that level just like performance skills once we hit the best we can do. This demand for mastery each step of the way requires steady and skillful teaching and the desire to learn what is a rather dry subject for most. Now let's consider what puberty does to this. Unlike brain spurts that are at fixed times, puberty seems to be much more movable. It's made up of many small changes, but one of the later ones The one that impacts thinking and feeling is the hormone changes. Let's look at the history because there is a scary kind of trend. If we go back to 1860, it would be about 16 years, six months 
before adolescence was really kicking in. By 1920, that had dropped to about 14 and a half years. By 1950, it had dropped to 13. By 1980, it was down to 12 and a half. And by 2010, the beginning of adolescence, the beginning of puberty, was 10 and a half. So by 11 or 12, we're going to see those hormones. And the trend has continued. It's dropping about four or five months every decade. That's something we're going to have to take a serious look at in education because we're missing out on cognitive stages at this point. It's puzzling, and there are many efforts to explain what's going on, but the fact is that it is a steady decline. Now that it's entering the brain spurt window, this is a problem. If puberty happens then, it's going to override that brain spurt. It's flooding the mind with chemical changes that make emotions and social matters way more important. And attention to thinking is dropping way down for a couple of years. Kids can work on what they know and build it to greater mastery, but the surf is just not up for learning new ideas and working on new building blocks. So there's another dynamic we're going to have to think about that's going to explain why the COVID years have hit the adolescents and those that were just entering adolescence during those years so very hard. It's because they can't do adolescence alone. They need each other just as much as an infant needs the comfort of its mother when it cries. In both cases, they search for another person so they can co-regulate. Co-regulation is such an important idea. It's a huge topic, and I'm going to have to take the next podcast to really unpack it. But for adolescents, it looks this way. It's a way to draw on each other for support. So when one is feeling pretty good and the other is anxious or depressed, well, the livelier one can shift the other back into balance by its sheer presence. They need each other as mirrors, as coaches, and comforters as they try to make sense of who they are becoming and how to feel that they're okay. Without friends, they're at the mercy of social media with its hopeless standards and its role models for photoshopped beauty and fake physical skills and impossible achievements. So we should probably consider adolescence as a scaffolded journey. These kids have missed out on basic socialization practices, and they're going to need opportunities to fill in a lot of missing steps and social skills before they can truly recover. It's asking an awful lot out of schools, but they really need to create a new layer to their curriculum designs, a program that consciously works on social and emotional skill building to help fill in the building blocks of adolescence that they missed so they can grow into healthy and resilient young adults. I really hope you'll join me in this important conversation. Please send your comments for sharing to d at embraceyourbrain.com. I look forward to hearing from you.